Well, basically everyone that I well, talked to, I had to educate about F and D. Uh, yeah. See, that's where it's lacking. Um, yeah. But then again, that aha moment, you, you, you can tell that you've been impacted and it impacted you so much that it actually made you an advocate for yourself. Um, it was, yeah, it was definitely like, how do I speak up for myself? Like, yeah. how do I, um, you know, how do I assess what I, what I am and, and what I'm doing and where I'm going? You're listening to the F&D podcast where we're talking all things F&D. Hi there, everybody. How are you? It's your host, Eddie, from the F&D podcast. We're happy to be an F&D Australia podcast series. Well, here's hoping that you're all having a safe Easter and holidays. It's April, so F&D Awareness Month is in full swing. And what better way to start in this podcast than a return with our very own Chucky, Yes, Chucky's chat, and he is back for round two. And we're talking advocacy for yourself, treatments and recovery, and more. So, without further ado, let's listen in. Well, welcome to the F&D podcast. This is a special podcast because we have a special guest. Chucky is back. Hello, Chucky. Hello, F&D family. Nice to, nice to kind of speak to you all again. Oh, it's so nice to hear from you. And um, heads up, everybody. Uh, Chucky will be joining us with Deb and Deddy and another guest um, just to talk all things FND. So it will be great to have you back and just lovely to have you here, Chucky, all around. Thank you so much. I'm uh, more than happy to be here. Okay. Well... We're going to be talking a little bit about you and F&D, of course, but also how you actually had the aha moment to get your treatment in your control. What was the turning point when you decided that enough was enough and you had to take charge of your health with your treatment with F&D? Well, over my whole recovery, I've had a lot of different treatments that ranging from psychology, mm-hmm. uh, psychiatric, um, I've had uh, nerve conduction tests, I've had all, all of the things that you kind of, we talk about yeah. um, that's in relation to FND. And I started to notice that like with having everything kind of overlap uh, as a whole, it was really hard to kind of know if any of these things specifically were helping me uh, on my journey. Confusing? Was it? Yeah, it was was very confusing because it was one of those situations where, uh, you know, people would tell you one thing and then you'd go and research it and you would see that that thing probably wouldn't help you. And you're like, oh, okay, but but they're a doctor and that's what, you know, doctors are right. Maybe, you know, I should follow them and and you do. And and, and, and in a way, that is a kind of a good way of um, uh, dealing with it because you do kind of need to go to see professionals to get a professional opinion. So of course. That's what I call a professional opinion. Of course. We always advocate that you always talk to your GP and your specialists, always. Yes. But yeah, yeah. you always, to research and do your own work as well for yourself, your legwork. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, I think it's, it is very important that you uh, decide to look at what you're being offered and mm-hmm. go, 
well, you know, this kind of makes sense to me. This kind of, you know, might help me in one way and might help me move forward. Yeah. And um, it is very important to kind of think about it and go, yeah, I could do this. I can commit to this for six weeks or whatever the treatment of, um, program or however long the treatment uh, program is and actually assess it as you're going and make sure that, you know, that you are getting out of it what you want to get out of it. Because I feel like um, some of the things that we are given um, treatment-wise, uh, yeah, they might not actually fit the whole F&D realm. Yep. Like, for example, um, I didn't realise until recently that the physio that I had been actually receiving is actually stroke physio. And um, stroke physio is not exactly the same as what is required for FND. So yes, yeah, that, there's actually a really good. Uh, if you go on to, I think it's the FND Hope YouTube channel. Mm-hmm. There's a really good um, uh, physio uh, lady who explains um, about what FND physio is, and that was me doing my research on my physio because. That at the time when I was was getting physio, I felt that it was completely wrong for what I was getting. Yeah. I, I was kind of I was kind of seen as being you know a thirty five year old male who's got muscle tone who should just be able to walk and be able to do this this and this. And I was like, yeah, but I can't feel my legs. So it's kind of a bit of a bit of a like you hmm. know how, well, this doesn't make any sense kind of sort of situation. So. I did some research, found that video, mm-hmm. and that video kind of explained to me a little bit more of my understanding of what my recovery should be with physio um, yeah. for FND. Yeah. But since, like, since moving forward from that with with the the physio side of things, I found out even more. And yeah, I definitely was put in the, uh, in the wrong position, a hundred percent. Which probably made me a lot worse and made me uh, a. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe a lot worse in the long, in the in the short term. I'm not going to say long run because I don't believe it's going to be in the long run. But no, I'll say in the short term. Short term. Worse, so. How did you actually then know how to speak up for yourself, or then know, ooh, this is the time <laughs> that I that I have to speak up because most people will be like, I know this is a hard question because a lot of people will just go, okay, I'll just take it. I'll just take whatever people um, are saying me for me to do. But there's a point where you, you get you do your research and you realize, hey, hang on, I've got to speak up for myself. But then that that moment is very pivotal, I suppose. You know, it, it, it's funny, funny that we should be talking about that exact yeah. moment. Yeah. Um, <laughs> mine, mine is, uh, mine is. At, at, at that physio, at that actual physio, so mm-hmm. I'd had a lot of kind of um, disruption to my recovery and kind of been a bit lost over the months prior to that. And I was in a, um, I was in a inpatient um, rehabilitation where that uh, actually this, this is the ah uh, moment is that I remember that one day. Um, I'd kind of been advocating for myself to stay in the hospital longer because I couldn't walk, like I couldn't feel my legs. And they were like, yeah, you'll be gone by Friday. You'll be gone by Friday. And, you know, this whole, like, I was only supposed to be in there for two weeks and ended up being in there for eight weeks because 
I like ended up having massive seizures and having all kinds of issues like attached to the way that they were trying to do this physio rehab. And the aha moment for me for that was, and I'm going to try not to swear at all, but like, ugh. Um, if you swear, I will have uh, to press that explicit a, button. Yeah, there's a beat button. <laughs> but, um, cause there could be a lot of beats, but, um, I was, uh, I kind of stood up for myself for those first couple of weeks because they were basically trying to get me out of there um, and, and move me on. And I always just said, like, I can't leave because I can't walk. Mm-hmm. So it got to the end of the seventh, uh, no, like halfway through the end of the well, seventh and a half week, you know, up to the eighth week, I guess you would say, um, where... Um, we kind of like managed to get some type of schedule going where it made sense for what was happening to me during the day. So like during the day I was having different issues and different kind of like things happened to me during the day with my energy. Mm -hmm. So we had this plan and this plan was actually slowing down my physio and also like kind of like managing my energy, which was a really good thing to kind of learn. But I remember this one day specifically where like I had three or four really good days in a row where I'd like, done my best like I felt like I've really like made some goals in recovery and we were supposed to have done this, this would be the Thursday I think we we're supposed to be doing on the Thursday uh some more walking uh in a crossbar and trying to like get up and get going and we had this whole day planned out uh with my physio and then I'm like wheeling to the session and I'm like excited because my parents are there and you know like I'm, I'm looking better not you know amazing but I'm looking better and I'm wheeling to the session and I get stopped halfway there by the head physio and the head physio goes no we're not doing this and I'm like what do you mean we're not doing this this was part of our schedule and she goes no no wheel back to your room and I'm like but you know like I'm trying to utilize my energy in the best kind of point that I can let's you know let's do this like this is what we plan to do this is what we all agreed upon no go back to your room so I wheel back to my room and my mum and dad sitting there, and I'm a little bit shocked that I've come back. And they thought maybe, you know, maybe I had a seizure or whatever. And I get in there and they're like, all right, so you've got to walk from your bed to the bathroom, which is probably like two and a half meters. And I'm like, oh, walk as in walk. no support or what, what am I? Yeah. And this is like, you hear the fear in my voice at this point going, what do you mean walk? I haven't even been able to stand this for you know almost 10 weeks at this point like what what do, you, what do you mean walk and what they were trying to do is that if they could show that i could walk that distance that i would be okay to be able to get discharged from the hospital wow. and i said i can't do this i can't physically do this like i can't barely stand and you saw me as of you know two days ago seizuring when i'm, I'm trying to do the side of things and like no you've got to do it and they're like uh for me to be able to pass, they had to uh, I, they had to put me in one of those uh, wheelie walkers. Yes. And I'd only gone as far as uh, going in a forearm support walker and kind of getting somewhere with it. So, like, I think I walked, like, at probably, I don't know, three or four meters on a forearm support. Now, a forearm support takes mm-hmm. the weight off your lower half of your body so you can kind of, like, slowly move your legs. But whereas, like, a wheelie walker, it's all back, baby. Like, it's all... <laughs> You know, it's yeah. all 
all weight on your hips, it's all everything. Yeah. And I'm like, I I haven't done any more than about a meter and a half on this without having any issues. I'm like, all right, no, you've got to go from your bed to there. I'm like, I remember looking her at her, and this is like kind of the aha moment where I go, are you serious? And she said, yep. And I said, okay. And I bit my tongue and I stood up, well, pushed myself up in this uh, wheelie walker. Oh, no. And, oh. And, and pushed myself two and a half meters to the door. It took me about four minutes to do it. I'm shaking all the way, trying not to fall or anything. And uh, got there, like kind of collapsed on the wall and held myself. They, they aren't allowed to help me because they have to prove that I, I can do it by myself. Mm. And I, I was like, okay, cool. Now what? And they're like, you have to go back. And I'm like, really? I have to go back? And they're like, yep. And I'm like, even though I didn't make it there at all. And they're like, yep. And I'm like, okay. They bit my tongue again. I'm like, not good at this point. Like, just can't speak properly, you know, like full shaking tremors everywhere, like barely even standing. I'm like, all right. I pushed myself back there, like basically stumbling the whole way and collapsed onto the bed and started seizuring. And she said, good, you could do it, you could do it. And I just turned around and told her, to, uh, this is where you'd have the beat button ready off. <laughs> and bear in mind, my parents are sitting in the room at that point. Ouch. My parents were like, I, I just literally just I, I just literally told her and yes. I think the um I think the head of the department was there that they're both a joke and that they shouldn't be putting someone through this who can barely stand. You and I also called them out and said, You didn't tell me this was happening. You had had a plan for me and you didn't follow that plan at all and you didn't follow you didn't follow what you were supposed to be doing for me. But as far as they're concerned, what I did then was enough for them to sign me off to discharge me from the hospital. And it goes forward from that that uh, even the next day, uh, technically for me to go, they had to uh, have me walk out in crutches. I hadn't done crutches yet either at all in my life. And the Friday, I was given one session was being discharged at like four in that afternoon I was given one session in the morning and that one session in the morning was me being wheeled into that room like not well from what I'd just done the day before and and getting given a pair of crutches and being like oh put yourself up against the wall can you stand up oh. I'm like I don't even know actually didn't even know how to put the crutches in my arms like I was like because they were the wrong height crutches as well, the first pair I was given. And I just basically, like, I knew that, like, regardless of what was going to happen, they were just going to get rid of me that day. So I just, like, kind of pushed myself out of my chair, propped myself up against the wall. And I remember sitting there with the crutches going, uh, I said, what do I, how do I work these? And I just, like, put them in your arms and try and go across the wall. And that's all I got. Like, wow. from that point onwards, that 24 hours of being kind of booted because they wanted me out, that was just the aha moment of going, hey, look, not everyone's there to help you. You know, not everyone's there to 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 give you the right information. Not everyone's there 
not everyone really cares if I if I'm just put it bluntly. Like, you know, sometimes we don't fit into the the medical model of what that's trying to treat. You know, and, and as you were saying, with you being treated as like a, a stroke victim, you know that was wasn't right at the time. Yeah. You know, and I wish that whoever was treating you had maybe seen this YouTube video about, uh, you know, uh, S&D physio and, and kind of got a general idea about it. But it's... Well, basically it's, everyone that I talked well, to, I had to educate about F&D. Uh, yeah. See, that's where it's lacking. Um, yeah. But then again, that aha moment, you, you, you can tell that you've been impacted and it impacted you so much that it actually made you an advocate for yourself. Um, it was, yeah, it was definitely like, how do I speak up for myself? Like, yeah. how do I, um, you know, how do I assess what I, what I am and, and what I'm doing and where I'm going? And I think that, like, once you find that you've got your own voice, and if you look at things objectively, and I also tend to look at things mechanically as well and go, you know, mechanically A, B, and C isn't giving me, you know, B kind of thing. Um, you know, like you go and look at those things mechanically and go, nah, maybe I shouldn't be doing that. Like one of the one of the treatments I was offered was electrocranial magnetic, okay, something. A whole bunch of whole bunch of words and letters. The short of that is that was basically sending uh, electromagnetic impulses into my brain. Mm-hmm. And then, if you think about that mechanically, if my, uh, my uh, neurons are misfiring, and this this thing that they're trying to attach to my head is going to be firing, you know, electromagnetic pulses into my brain, what could that potentially do? Well, it could work. Uh, if you had someone who knew something about FND and why they would fire electricity or magnetic parts into your brain, but this person specifically just bought this machine, it was a doctor, and uh, they were offering it to me, like trying to push it onto me and go, you know, like, you should try this, you should try this. And I'm like, based off what? Like, based off what knowledge do you have about FND? Oh, you know, like, it could work. And that's the, that's the thing. It could work. Like, you know, I went away and did the research and understood it a bit more. I'm like, it could work, yes, or it could make me a lot worse. And at that time, I was like, ah, you know, I'm getting better on these other treatments and these other things. I don't think I'm going to spend uh, what was it, $150 a session, which was a half-hour session and four times a week um, to get this uh, my brain zapped. Yeah. <laughs> it was a bit of a... Bit of a bit of a no no idea kind of thing. Don't be the and, guinea uh, pig. Don't be the guinea well, pig. Uh, yeah, it, that yeah. that was that, that was the type of thing where I was like trying to take charge of uh, you know my recovery, mm-hmm. my recovery and treatments because like you know at that point I was I was starting to realise that there I had to try and find different um, different avenues attached to what FND is to see if I can find how to uh, get better, you know? Like there were many different routes that, that were kind of popping up into my head that I was thinking about and looking at and going, yeah, let's do this or let's, let's do that or let's try and find this or let's try and find that. And um, the <laughs> taking charge of it was really hard because, I, I was, as I was saying before, it was um, starting to get too too noisy. And I, and I said that in my, my last interview, is that like too many things all at once. Yes, and I think um, 
taking charge again in the uh, few months down the track was me looking at the fact that I was having multiple treatments and that I couldn't actually see what multiple treatments, like what one treatment was doing for me. And that was the kind of the key, the key factor was that like, you know, maybe if I'd just done physio and not worried about my speech, not gone to a speech therapist or not worried about, you know, uh, going to a psychologist or not worried about this, this and that. If I just done my physio and like retrained my brain enough that, um, that physio was working and I was getting my strength back, then maybe I could go move on to my speech therapist mm-hmm. and work on, you know, work on my speech and, and, you know, I had to be okay with these things not working. And I think every day I'm okay with these things not working. You know, some days I can't see, some days I can't walk, some days I can't talk. And, you know, some days I can't do all of those things, which is, is a fun day. And, uh, you know, it's, it's just a matter of going and, uh, and, 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 uh, slowing down and, and removing all those extra steps of the process and trying to find the one thing that can kind of help you. Yes. And, um, the, the treatments like trying to find like the treatments and the specialists and the, the people is, I think has been one of the, the more uh, harder things for me to understand um, because none of these people admit on their websites or you know have reviews about you know them being the FND god of Australia you know like None of these people are, or none of these things have, have a, a uh, you know, uh, 30 day trial or your money back kind of vibe to it. They're all just like treatments and tests. And, if only and they things. did. Oh my goodness. Oh, that- I'd, I'd be so much more richer right now. We would save all that money. money. <laughs> yeah, I would have got my money back on so many things. Oh, absolutely. But, uh, yeah. <laughs> you know? Uh, yeah. But, uh, how how I kind of decided um, how I kind of decided to move move ahead was mm-hmm. like look at a lot of the the aspects of what I was already doing and find the right type of people attached to that. So mm-hmm. I was actually really quite lucky uh, on the uh, and I'm probably going to get this wrong because I, I'm not I'm a bit geographically challenged even though it's like just down the road from me. But and uh, I think it's Chugin. Which is um, this? Uh, it's right next to the airport on the border of New South Wales and Queensland. Mm-hmm. You might even say it's the, it's the Gold, or it is part of the Gold Coast, but it's like literally right on the border. There's this uh, S and D chiropractor, which I found, and um, he's about the only person that I met in my earlier days or my earlier part of my recovery that actually stated that he knew something about F and D. First person I ever met. And I think, I think even maybe on his site, it said something about it as well at the time. But I was like, all right, cool. Here's one person who actually legitimately knows what this thing is. Mm-hmm. So I went and, went and saw him. And as far as, as far as like finding someone, this guy was gold to me at the time because what he was able to do was he was able to mechanically show me what is going wrong with me. Um, and he had this like really interesting way of uh, showing that if I inhibited my um, my inner ear, uh, I could stop my tremors and stop my um, uh, all, all, all my tremors and be able to get my speech back. And it's the first time I've ever seen, and still the only time amongst all of this 
all of these treatments that I've actually seen a, a physical treatment that has shown me the ability to stop my shakes and, and give me my speech back. And also, I think probably too, like it helps my eyesight. Um, I'd have to, I haven't had it in a while, so I'd, I'd have to check next time that happens with this, this treatment. But it was awesome actually just like finding someone and talking to them and, and seeing mechanical uh, tangents attached to that. So then knowing that and, and kind of seeing how that was helping me, I actually found that what I was starting to think was the things that were attached to that. Oh, okay, maybe I, maybe for some reason there's something wrong with my nervous system. Maybe, uh, you know, maybe uh, there's something wrong with my spine because I'd had a spinal tap while I was in intensive uh, care. Because a lot of my shakes, like a lot of my tremors, are coming in my like lower part of my my lumbar. Yeah. Where 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 that is is that that spreads all the the nerves out and down your legs, kind of thing. So. Uh, it's all that kind of like side of things and starting looking at mechanically and then thinking, all right, well, maybe I need to start doing yoga more to help loosen up the muscles that if the muscles are locking, you know, that part of the lower back that, uh, you know, I need to kind of stretch out that lower back. And, and you start thinking about all these things and then those things are the things that, that help you, um, uh, help you kind of level up because so I don't basically, I, um, the FND, you're you're actually finding out because everybody's FND is different. So what is working for Chucky may not actually work for you. However, finding out what specifically is your FND will make you your own treatment plan, so to speak. Is that what yeah. you're saying? Yeah. Yeah, and, and and yeah, yeah, fully. That is exactly it. Like, mm-hmm. um, I think that the road to recovery, from what I'm finding, is more. In- depth than it isn't anything so um if we go back to that noise analogy like you'd never know what step was leveling you up if you were having you know five or six different treatments yes. if you have one treatment and you looked at that treatment and you said did i get better at the end of this yes or no you would go no and you would actually eliminate that as as so being yeah. part, part of what part of what your recovery is yep but i also do have to say attach to that uh, eliminate might be a little bit hard, hard of a word to say, but it might you might need to use that piece of the puzzle and, and put it later in your recovery. It's, it's hard to say, like you know. Well, I'd uh, probably I say like process get, of elimination. So process it's, elimination. It's a process yeah, of elimination. What, so not just elimination, yeah. but process of because it is a process, um, so to speak. Yeah, yeah exactly. So. Maybe that one that you were working on so hard, maybe it was the physio. Uh, you know, you've been working on it for so hard and nothing was coming of it, but you were still having, you know, speech problems. Mm-hmm. Okay, maybe the physio is not the right timing for your recovery. Let's work on getting the speech going and the speech that comes back and, you know, uh, and, and, you know, you start to see, oh, well, okay, I'm putting all my energy into the speech. I'm getting recovery in that area. That means that maybe those neurons are firing better now, and yeah. then maybe you might go back to physio at that point once you think that you're, you know, you're a good ninety percent out of a hundred percent for your speech, and then maybe because you're not having problems with your speech at the physio, mm-hmm. your physio starts to show better levels, and you you know you start leveling up inside of that thing, and then you know maybe maybe your eyesight or maybe this, this and this and, and that's 
that's kind of what I'm saying is you, you, you've, you've gone and you've taken those individual parts, uh, pieces to the puzzle yeah. and you're putting them into the right order of process to get better. I think that's what you're saying is like be an expert of your own FND and then try and like pull it apart and navigate, you know, which areas at one by one, because all of us, um, one common factor, as I've said before, many times ago is that, you know, we're all exhausted, you know, we're chronically tired. So if you do all of the same things all at once, even just trying all those treatments, you're going to get so tired. How, you know, that exhaustion and the fatigue factor will impact as well on the treatments. So if you have multiple treatments going on, how effective is those treatments all at the same time going to be? If you just do one or two, you know, all those energies going into those two or those one or that one, um, mean that maybe that treatment will give that hundred percent um effectiveness. I, I would go as I would go as far as just saying even one is more effective. Yeah. You know, like yeah. you know, you gotta walk before you can run kind of sort of situation. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I definitely think that once um so around the end of last year, I think it was last year what are we, 2021, so the end of 2019 mm-hmm. is when I uh, went from being, uh, and I mentioned this before, went from being a vegan to meat eater, and I found a lot out of that in the first sort of two months. And that was just the one thing by itself. I did that and understood and listened to my body and saw what it was doing to my body and found that, you know, like two months in, my energy, I wasn't doing physio, I wasn't doing anything else other than just living my normal day-to-day life. Mm-hmm. And I uh, found that my overall body energy and overall everything kind yeah. of was coming back. It was at that point, sort of two months in, that I was like, all right, not that I'm done with this, but I'm going to keep on rolling with this and move on to something else. And I moved on to back on the physio at that point. It was surprising the leaps, leaps and bounds that I got um, out of, out of that, that choice because I, I let my body readjust to it, uh, you know, kind of, find its way in it and also feel the benefits of what it was at the time. So if I'd done, if I'd done change to a meat eater diet and then all of a sudden was trying to do physio at the same time, maybe my vegan body wasn't ready for it. You know, maybe my, uh, my body needed to have, you know, all of these extra proteins and so on and so forth in it to be able to, to have better muscle repair and have, uh, more uh, energy and uh, all this kind of stuff like this. So yeah. it's definitely like, yeah, find, find the one thing and just focus on it and, and assess it for yourself. Exactly. Well, we always encourage you, especially if you're going to go through any treatment as well, just to talk to your GP or your specialist too because you always want to dot your I's and cross your T's. But there are treatments out there. Go investigate to be your own FND expert because the only FND expert for your own FND is you. Absolutely. Yes. Uh, I 100% believe that. Yeah. Make sure that you get your uh, recovery team around you. Once you find the people that you believe and trust in, mm-hmm. uh, you know, listen to them as best you can. You know, like maybe they don't have all the right answers, but they will have some right answers. And maybe those things aren't specifically FND related as well. Yeah. Um, and that's, that's, that's one of the sort of side of the things um, I wanted to kind of also mention is that like 
as much as we all kind of go, hey, look, uh, the psychology or um, side of things is that it's not all in our head. You might want to also consider the fact that, you know, this is all very taxing on you. And maybe if they are saying to you, hey, you need to get psychology, uh, you know, get uh, get assessed and, and kind of go see, go see someone, that it might actually be purely from the fact of the amount of stress that this has brought into your life. Yeah. And it might help you talk about those things and, and help you explain those things out to someone else. Because it might not just be the technical FND side of things that they're trying to cure here. It might be the fact that, you know, you've become lonely um, because of FND or you're, you're struggling to deal with your kids because of FND or you're struggling to deal with the fact that you've got no job. Those types of things I think are, are very um, important to be able to talk about as well. You might have support around you uh, that can help you. Mm-hmm. Like I'm very lucky that I've got a partner who's in that world that she's, you know, she's very, how are you? What's going on? You know, uh, you know, can I help you with this and that? And, and it's amazing having that person there, but and it's been amazing to have that person be a, uh, a support, um, a support, present, but also like, present, like my husband of, too. Yeah, exactly. Or, yeah. you know, family members, but you need someone outside of that as well um professional exactly right there i think um catherine gill she's actually got counselors um that she's training up for fnd specifically which um is invaluable but totally understand because fnd it's not necessarily oh well you know it's psychological what what he's what chucky's saying basically it's the impacts that um fnd does have on your life that causes the stress is what I'm thinking Chuck is saying, which is true on all aspects. Yes. You will get affected yeah. at some point. You will. Um, that's as, just... you know, as, as much as I talk a big game about what I'm doing, like, mm-hmm. yeah, it's been hard for me. It mm-hmm. has been very, very hard for me. I've yeah. had to make a lot of sacrifices and a lot of choices to be able to move forward in life. Yes. And but I've also had to give myself grace and go, well, this is just me for now. So mm-hmm. once 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 you kind of understand that maybe this might be you for your life or this might be you for the next couple of years, then just roll with it. Make it happen. You know, have the best time that you can with what you are and if you know, like I always treat it it's like I lose my my sight or I lose my speech or I can't move. I just like, oh, well, it's going to come back. And it, it does come back. It's the acceptance you know? part of things, um, like what you're saying. My OT, actually, <laughs> she came She came the other day and we were talking about acceptance. And, you know, she's like, oh, so you're doing 10 billion things all at once, Daddy, are you? And I'm like, yes, because I have to. She goes, so you're still trying to be the old person, are you? And I'm like, yeah, I, I guess I am. She's like, hmm, and how is that going? I, the old person, the old you, how is that going for you? Is that working for you, you know, doing the old things, making yourself really exhausted and tired and then flaring up? Uh, is that working for you or are you going to accept where you are? <laughs> And um, treat your body the way that it's meant to be treated so that you can heal and recover yourself, you know. Now, I have a different side to that story. <laughs> I, I, yes. I'm i not afraid of 
like I'm not afraid of me. Like I'm not afraid of who I am and where I where I've been and where I can go. Mm-hmm. Like I, I think that like even though you know even though I have this as a as as an issue in my life, why would I let it hold me back? Like I I previously before the accident, I was um, tour managing bands doing sound and lighting, touring the world for like 230 days a year. Yeah. And, you know, internationally with international artists of all different levels. And, and that was my life for about 16 years, I believe. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, just over this last weekend, I've actually done my first show since my accident, like my first major show where... Phenomenal. I, yeah, yeah. Yes. It, was, it was amazing. But I like... I, I, it was two sold out shows up in Brisbane. Uh, I still managed and managed the day, uh, as well as doing all the kind of like backstage uh, management and advancing for the, for the tour. Mm-hmm. And I also played on stage for three songs as well. So, oh, wow. Uh, that's so, so that's, cool. That's me, that me in so front cool. of, in front of, uh, yeah, that's me in front of, uh, two, two sold out shows, uh, playing percussion for a band. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've got a, I've got a photo of me where I've written on the toms that I had FND. So every time I was hitting the toms, I'd hit FND and and stop it. And it had a little thing under it saying "Will not hold me back." Because why why should it? Like why should we let anything that we want to do in life um, be held back by FND? You know, we we need to keep on going, and we need to be able to do the things that we be, uh, that we used to be able to do in a different format, in a different way. It's like I might not ever be able to do 230 days of touring in a year, but but no one can at the moment either, you know, because of coronavirus and so on and so forth. Shows are hardly happening. So, you know, it's one of those sort of things where I go, all right, well, the world's changed. My world's changed. Mm -hmm. Maybe if I ever get back into wanting to do touring or wanting to do shows again, I might only do the local shows, you know, the shows that I can actually manage my energy at and, and, and do these sorts of things with because I think it's important for you to still have the capacity that you did prior to being, uh, you know, if, uh, diagnosed with FND or prior, prior to having FND because it's you. Like, why would you not be you? You know, like, exactly. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what. Don't, don't, don't let something like this defeat you. You know, just keep on going and keep studying, keep, you know, being you and just doing whatever you can for your life well exactly right i think um it's it's more or less just finding another way to go about it so to speak um when i was uh before fnd i actually studied calligraphy for two years um and i was in the process of uh, setting up a business um, with my calligraphy however that went down um with fnd so i'm still in the process but I'm still doing the artistic side of things. So it's just a matter of finding another avenue, another way of, you know, doing things. So now I'm um, drawing, I'm sketching portraits or, you know, I'm actually doing the painting side of things now. Um, so I've actually got a big canvas in my um, my studio. It's huge. It's still waiting for me to paint, but I'm I'm planning to paint on it, but it hasn't stopped me there. <laughs> But it's just finding other ways to go about it, you know, differently. Yeah. And there's also definitely like a good side story to that is that like if you do try and find different ways of dealing with something that you already know, um, 
you know, you could be looking at building new neurological paths based off that as well. So those old, those old things that you knew and those old things that you were kind of doing, you know, are firing somewhere in your brain down these neurological paths. But if you go, all right, well, I'm going to do this slightly differently. We're going to start to create new neurological paths around that kind of method. Mm-hmm. And it might even help you. It might make you feel, uh, new things or different things. And that's definitely something that I've found like, one of my parts of my management for the show specifically was that old me said, I'll do sound lights to a managing, doing everything on the day. And then I realized, oh man, like I can't, don't know if I'm not going to seizure within the first probably session if I do that. Because like old me could have done that easily, but new me, oh, you know, maybe not. So how did I reassess this? I went, all right, well, Managing is going to be bad on that day. I know that. I'll get the right people around me to help me. Yeah. So I hired hired a couple of friends of mine who are uh, an amazing lighting tech, uh, an amazing sound tech, an amazing stage tech, um, which was awesome because they also needed the work to do, you know, the lack of shows anyway. Uh, and then I just looked after the day and I, I shifted that energy away from what those things were. Uh, and then... Like, I didn't think that I was ever, ever going to be on stage again in my life. I was in my younger years, but, like, having – what I did is I I, uh, I said, all right, well, you know, we need to have two percussionists. I'll learn how to play drums, like percussion drums, and I'll still tour manage the day. So what I did is we, we spent that week prior to it, like, me learning it and and uh, me learning the drum parts and, and – me still doing all the same usual advancing and, and, and show preparation. Um, but I did definitely notice that like being involved in that, that part of it was, was something new for me and was, was making me, making me perform better, like creating new, new, new neurological paths around what I'd already known. So it's just something to think about. Like if you, if you're doing the same thing all the time, maybe just try and do it slightly different or try and find a different way about it. Good point. Sometimes we're just so focused on trying to retrain our brains. We actually don't think about, hey, let's build new pathways. That's such a good idea. Thanks, Chucky. New, pa- new pathways, are, I, I think, are the way, the way of the future, you know, because we always have to find new pathways with what we're doing. Wow. That, that should be a meme. <laughs> <laughs> Well, Chucky, it's been a pleasure talking to you. Um, definitely looking forward to talking to you again. <laughs> um, and uh, just thank you for letting us know how you take charge of your treatment, of your recovery, and, um, you know, of FND in general, not holding you back. Thank you. Exactly. You should never let it hold you back. No, definitely not. And that, my friends, is Chucky. Thank you, Chucky, for dropping in and for raising so many good points there in regards to advocating for yourself and speaking up, finding your voice for, you know, trying to find your own treatment that works specifically for you, for being an expert in your own FND. Every point was very valid and, you know, especially FND not holding you back as well. So true. So, Chucky, thank you so very much. 
Now, next week we'll have a special Deb and Deddy show because it's the first time that we've actually got a panel. So there'll be like Deb, Deddy, as always, but there'll also be Fleur as well as Chucky as well, all of us talking about F&D on Wednesday. So join us then. In the meantime, though, please, everybody, stay safe, love hard, and have a good and happy safe Easter. Enjoy each other, your family if you can, and all the yummy chocolates as well. (laughs) All right, peace. I hope that you can come along this journey with me, all things functional neurological disorder. Feel free to subscribe to this podcast and leave a review and also follow me on Instagram there at the FND podcast. Keep learning about FND, spreading the word, supporting the FND organizations all around the world, and even telling your lived experience with FND will help. Every little bit helps in the world of FND and being an FND warrior as well, as we are all each and every one of us FND warriors. Now, if you need any more information about FND or functional neurological disorder, check out these websites at www.neurosymptoms.org by Professor John Stone, FND Australia Services at www.fndoz.org.au and also FND Hope at www.fndhope.org. Okay, well, I really appreciate you coming along and listening to Boot. See you next episode. And as always, stay safe, love hard, and have a good one. Take care now.